What's up, everybody? Glad you have decided to join me today. If you are new, welcome. And if you are a regular listener, thank you for your continued support. As always, I pray you know this message will be a blessing to you and will speak life into your spirit and encourage you in your faith. My goal is to encourage believers to live out their faith with boldness, unafraid and unrestrained, to put our faith in action, to put it on full display so the world may know there is a God in heaven. We must believe it, declare it, and then witness it. It takes a strong faith to speak God's promises before there is any evidence. It takes even more faith to hold steadfast to those promises with each passing day and with the critics and doubters constantly trying to chip away at you. But if we can remain focused and hold steadfast declaring God's promises, what a testimony of our, our faith will be for others. What impact could we make when we show others that God can be trusted and that putting your faith in Him is the answer? I pray that today we will live out our faith for those around us to see. Let's show the world that we serve a great and mighty God. Okay, guys, I'm sure at some point you've uttered the words, I've had enough. If you have kids, I already know that you have. I know my mom did. We made sure of that on a a regular basis. Uh, especially me, but boy, does God have a sense of humor because he gave me one just like me and my wife and I, you know, I think we say those words on a daily basis almost, you know, I love this kid, but she is so persistent and daring. I mean, if you give her three chances, she's going to use all three and then negotiate for a fourth chance. I love this kid and whatever God gives her to do, she will be relentless at it. For you know, and I don't doubt that at all. But I'm going to tell you, the enemy won't know what hit him. But right now, her days come with a whole lot of hearing. I've had enough, especially when her and her sister start going at it with each other. When your kids won't leave each other alone, and neither one will let the other one have the last word, you just finally get to that point where you've had enough. And you let them know, or they get that look and they realize now would be a good time to stop. Except my little one, she sees that as the opportunity to get the last word, which usually ends up with her getting in trouble. My point is that we all get there, and in his own way, so did Elijah. Today we continue on with lessons from Elijah, but today things take a turn. Today we see that even this mighty man of God is still just a man, and everyone stumbles. Everyone reaches a point where they say, I've had enough. Basically, everyone at some point will burn out or just get overwhelmed, whether it's life in general, problems with friends, family, work, etc. We are all human, and even the best reach a point where they say, I've had enough. Elijah just witnessed you know, the defeat of all the prophets of Baal and Asherah, and then watched God bring an end to the drought as he witnessed God's promise come to fruition. Now Elijah runs ahead of King Ahab's chariot as a show of respect and honor. And clearly, uh, Elijah did not hold a grudge, but things were about to go sideways for Elijah because Jezebel hated him even more now. So 1 Kings 19, 1-2 says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets uh, with the sword. 
So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, uh, be it ever so severely, if by tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. So she issued a death threat. You know, she's going to try to have him killed. So first of all, we see who runs the kingdom. Secondly, despite what God did, this woman is wicked and shameless and has zero concern for God's ways. She is bitter and angry and she is out for vengeance. But the day will eventually come where she reaps the consequences of her wickedness. But I digress. She threatens Elijah and has every intent on following through. But Elijah runs. 1 Kings 19, 3-5 Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom, a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he laid down under the bush and fell asleep. Okay, so let's take this passage apart. Elijah has just witnessed God's power on full display on Mount Carmel. He witnessed God giving him the power to raise the dead, the, the widow's son, back to life. He saw God supernaturally, supernaturally replenish the widow's food supply every day for like three years. And he saw God provide for him using a flock of ravens. Elijah has witnessed God's provision and protection for quite some time. But in this moment, he reacts in the flesh and to the initial fear of what, of what might happen to him. So he runs. In this moment of weakness, his flesh overrides his faith. You see, Jezebel was not deterred by what happened with all her false prophets. She would simply replace them. She was determined to make Baal the god of the northern kingdom of Israel. But at this point, she knew that the people were really in favor of Elijah right now. After all, they just witnessed uh, God defeating all the prophets of Baal and Asherah. And he did that, you know, through Elijah. So Elijah was like a superstar. So she issues a threat with hopes that she would get Elijah to run and leave his post. She wanted him out of her kingdom so she could continue on with her wicked plan. Her plan worked because Elijah ran away to the southernmost city in Beersheba, uh, of Beersheba in the southern kingdom of Judah. So he ran about as far away as he could. Elijah felt like a failure. He felt like God's plan failed, and he failed because it didn't change the queen's heart. She still wanted him dead, and she still had every intent on making the people follow a false god. So Elijah feels like a disappointment and just wants to give up. Then he discredits his calling and anointing as a prophet when he says that uh, he is no better than his ancestors. As far as we know, his ancestors were just normal people, and he was the first, so to speak, in his family to be anointed and called to be a prophet. So because of, because of those things, you know, because things didn't go as he planned, he thought he was a failure and was no better than those before him. Now, the reason Elijah thinks the plan failed is, is because it didn't work out like he thought it would. He had a certain result or outcome in mind, and that is not what he got. How often do we impose our desired outcome onto God's plan? 
How often do we get disappointed and give up when things don't work out the way we thought they should? You're not alone. Elijah was a mighty prophet and he fell victim to the same mistake. We can only trust the plan. After all, it's God's plan, which means the outcome will be a part of his plan as well. There are a few things you know I want to highlight regarding this encounter with Jezebel in this passage in, in, that we're going over today. And first, anytime we try to impose our desired outcome to God's plan, we are likely to be very disappointed when things don't work out the way we wanted. It's not our plan after all. Remember, it's his plan. Trust him and trust his plan. That includes the outcomes as well. Secondly, before reacting out of emotion or fear, listen for God's voice. Trust that he will guide your steps because when we react in the flesh, the enemy will exploit that weakness and get you to abandon God's plan. Elijah reacted to the threat out of a weakness, out of weakness and emotion, and Jezebel got what she wanted, which was to get rid of Elijah, to get him to abandon God's plan. Anytime the enemy starts attacking you, getting in your way, sowing seeds of doubt, etc., you know you're on the right track. Don't let him distract you or get you to abandon the plan. Keep going, trust God, and be the thorn in the enemy's side. I like what Paul says in Philippians 3.14. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If you have ever felt like Elijah, disappointed, a failure, scared, um, not special, overwhelmed, etc., know this, God's grace is sufficient for you, and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Also, don't believe the lies of the enemy. He knows God made you special. He knows God has a purpose for you, and he will do anything to keep you from that purpose. When you feel like Elijah, run to God. Don't give up. Just get along with God and let Him minister to you. He cares for you and He understands that we fall and we get overwhelmed. And that's okay. Just take it to Him and let Him do what He does best. He will restore you. Tell the enemy, I've had enough. No more lies. No more doubt. No more letting you have a foothold in my life, devil. No more. Today I call upon the Lord, for his name is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. Today I stand on his promises. Today I walk in victory and in the power of his word. Today I shed that which holds me down, and I rise up in the powerful name of Jesus. Today the enemy loses. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy and grace. Forgive me for I have failed you. Hear my prayer. Let your people see the enemy for what he is, a liar and a thief. Help your people to see what the enemy is doing. Shine a light on the lies and deception. May your people write your word upon their hearts and let your praise be on their lips. Shake your people up, Lord. Wake them up to see the work you are doing. Let your people see themselves as you see them, blessed anointed, favored, redeemed, protected, loved, cherished, full of hope and purpose. I pray that everyone who is feeling like Elijah, everyone who is feeling defeated, disappointed, ashamed, like a failure, I pray in Jesus' name that you would let 
go and shed that which holds you back and rise up and be all that God has purposed you to be. Thank you, Jesus. You have set your people free. May you receive all the glory and praise. Amen.